0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Hashtag #General. I am your host Logan Studley and joining me as always my other host Chris Akamura and because we don't give him enough respect behind the scenes Mr. James Olsen. Give it up for James. Yay. Yay. <laughs> how are you doing chris good good it's been yeah.
1: a, it's been a crazy week this
0: week yeah so basically for the sake of the viewer slash listener every time we do an episode i have a show note that's basically pre-built i usually don't send it out to you until what two days beforehand usually right I had to delete almost everything from my note to take into account all the stuff we have to talk to from just like Wednesday on. Yeah, because it all kind
1: of just <laughs> broke at once. I think like D twenty three was a major thing, but like it was bigger even, than
0: I thought it was going to be. Right, was, but like
1: even before that, it was just like there was a lot of talking. Yeah, it was points. like the.
0: It was like this week was like everything. I don't want to say had a meltdown. There were some meltdowns, <clears throat> Sony <clears throat> and Spider Man, but. Yeah, it just has been a crazy week. Right. Um, but before we dive into everything, uh how was Evo? I know you were there, it's been a, almost like a month, but Yeah. Last um, episode you were about to head out there, so Yeah,
1: it was a good time. I always had fun. Um It was it was an interesting trip because it was the first time that so my dad goes with me every year. Because yeah. my dad went my dad was with me a couple years ago, um and he absolutely loved it, and he was like, I want to go every year. So he competed for the first time this year. He loved it. He wants to do it again. how do he do? Uh, he almost won his first match, and then he got stomped in the second match. But uh-huh. he was in the same pool as the eventual champion for his game. So,
0: so that what was, was he playing? cool.
1: He was playing Soul Calibur Six. Okay. So uh, Utoto ended up winning that, and so Utoto came out of my dad's pool. So my dad started in the original bracket or in the original pool that my uh, that the champion started in. So that was cool. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a, a cool note. thing. It's but like... um, but this year it lined up where Jenny had a vacation at the same time, and yeah. my mom uh, my mom just went through uh cancer radiation treatment my mom had breast cancer so they just got rid of that they cleaned her up she's good yeah. but she's been uh, off of work for a while now due to recovery so she had a lot of time off not doing anything so uh, we actually turned it into like a family trip, which is a yeah. lot of fun. So I
0: think the important question, though, is given all the grasshoppers, like we talked last time, it is wasn't your... that bad. So your daughter
1: isn't going to be the grasshopper. So I didn't see a single grasshopper while I was there. Uh-huh. I mean, it could have it could have been the fact that I didn't see the sun for four days uh, because I was in the hotel that the event was at, and so I walked straight down from the venue. So to you never the had to hotel. leave the venue? No, yeah. I never did. So, and, uh, you know, it's, it's the Manly Bay and it's the Luxor. So, like, there's food places in between and, like, there's all kinds of stuff in there. I don't need to leave. So,
0: ever. I guess a uh, good thing, no grasshoppers. Downside, your daughter is not going to be the next superhero.
1: No, but she did enjoy Vegas and she liked looking at the event. And, like, my it was cool because, like, uh, my mom got to see what I do. For, my mom's never been to, like, an eSports event. Yeah. So, she got to see what I do for the first time and she enjoyed that. Uh, and then, you know, so, yeah, it's always a good time. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, it was a special, a special one.
0: That's cool. Good yeah. to know. I'm glad your yeah, yeah, yeah. dad almost won a match.
1: Yeah, I almost won a match. <laughs> He's very, very happy about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I'm sure if I went, I would not almost <laughs> win a match. Um,
1: but, we can get you there. We can get you there.
0: Yeah, I've done. I've had you run me through drills before with some fighting. Games. Yeah, I, you could coach me to at least like something oh, workable. Yeah. The
1: thing with Evo that's cool uh is that it's people from all walks of life because evo is like sort of the mecca of fighting games so you got a lot of people that are new they're just doing for fun you get a lot of people that are because it's it's running a lot of different variety of games you get a lot of people that are just
0: there for the
1: specific game right well they get they're there for like if you're a smash bros player you're there to play smash brothers but like you want to experience other things that evo has to offer so like maybe you'll play Samurai Showdown while you're there. Yeah. You'll play another game just for fun, and so you get a lot of chance to like play different people from different games, or like play new people, play people varying skill levels. So you do have a, a very chance. Like, there's a lot of people that are probably at your skill level there that are just hanging out, and then you know you might run into in bracket. So I mean, it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do that.
1: Absolutely, man. It's a good time. I I recommend if you're a fan of just games in general it's such a special space to be in everyone's very nice everyone's very much uh there for the same passion and the same reason and like it's contagious right so you, yeah if you don't walk out of that venue not wanting to play more fighting games in your life like you there's an issue
0: <laughs> all right well we have a pretty stacked docket today yeah let's get into so it so let's just dive in james let's go straight to star wars Funny thing is we're starting with Star Wars, we usually end with Star Wars. I know we usually end with long. Star Wars because Star Wars usually A runs long, B, it's usually like the big thing, so we like build up to it. Yeah, but, but like, this time it's, it's like not. there's so much shit to talk about. It's like kind of a side note. That we kinda of just like, okay, we need to get the Star Wars stuff out of the way, because you and I will talk about it anyway. Yeah. And to get into like all the other stuff. So uh, to start from the top, uh, back at the beginning of the month. Uh, was Gen Con over right. in Indiana. It's, um, if you're not familiar or not a part of like the big tabletop gaming community, um, it's the biggest tabletop and miniature gaming convention in uh, North America. It might even be one of the bigger ones in the world, but I, I know it's the biggest in North America. Sure. The reason it's important for Star Wars is uh, Fantasy Flight Games makes a game called Star Wars Armada, which is... Basically, it's a tactical game where you're controlling the major capital ships, so like Star Destroyers and Mon Calamari cruisers and all sure. that. Mm-hmm. The reason why it got a lot of attention this year is if you followed Star Wars, there was the introduction of a new ship in uh, the Aftermath trilogy, and it even gets mentioned in Battlefront Two, but we've never seen it. We had no clue what it looked like, and it's the Starhawk... Class battleship, and it was like the New Republic, the New Republic's first like cruiser that was intended to go head to head with star destroyers. Right. And James, why don't you throw those images up? So we finally now know it looks super cool. It's yeah. like if you turned a star destroyer
1: on its side.
0: Yeah, but the big thing for me and for a lot of Star Wars fans is we finally now have a canon. This is what a Starhawk looks like. So at the image James currently has on screen, it is the, on the right-hand side, the obvious not Star Destroyer. Um, It just, like, crescent type thing. Right. It's like, got a Nebulon B frigate type thing going on with it. And there's another one in the background, but it just, it looks really cool. And then James, I think there's another image we have where and it's, it's so from the Armada It's so funny, because again, like, this would have been really cool and big news, like,
1: two weeks ago
0: <laughs> exactly main reason I wanted to talk about it was just to show it right be like we finally now lo- know what it looks like isn't that cool we don't have time to really I talk know. about it I know we anymore. need to
1: move on but like um, I want to talk about this more because I think it's really cool I think like if once you bring it to the films it could look really cool and, Like, the, it could be some spectacular stuff with it
0: there's been but some but there's
1: no way we're gonna have time to there's talk. been
0: some <laughs> theorizing like and hope on my part that maybe star- a Starhawk might appear in the Rise of Skywalker, right, and the fact that they're putting this out might be leading us to that, but it could just be that they finally released it, and that's all we're gonna get. Sure. Moving on uh, to the Star Wars Resistance season two trailer. Did you watch this at all? I did. Um, did you watch Resistance at all?
1: No, I, I've seen about two episodes of Resistance, so, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and, like watch the entire thing. I yeah. enjoy it. I think it's great. Yeah,
0: it was definitely. I watched it through. It's. More kid friendly than even Rebels or Clone Wars. Right, was. that's what I got. That's the vibe that's, I got for it. Which is kind of I don't want to say disappointing, because they're going for a younger audience with it, so you kind of can't sit there and judge it from the perspective of as as a 30-year-old Star Wars fan who wants my adult level Star Wars content, I'm gonna be judging it harshly if I start judging it from that perspective but they did some interesting stuff it ties in to force uh force awakens and leads up to last jedi but evidently it's going to be running concurrent to last jedi and leading up to rise of skywalker and there was some talk going around cuz this is going to be the final season sure there was some immediately some talk of oh it must have been a failed series disney canceled it but um Pablo Hidalgo who is uh One of the development people at Lucasfilm made a comment that he's like, we've been working on this for a few years. We knew where it was going to end up and where it was leading to. So it sounds like they actually had planned this to kind of be like a, I don't want to say filler, but I think what it is, and we'll go more into Disney Plus stuff. I think Disney wanted an animated Star Wars show that they could broadcast prior to the Disney Plus release where they'd be getting Clone Wars so they needed something to fill in. Right. I mean and I think there's there's some
1: truth to that as well of like I feel like this might have been a test bed for them of like how kid friendly could we go where people would still watch.
0: Yeah, and I I still watched. There were times where I found it a little trying. Sure. Because of like just the aspect of children's programming. Sure. But Then there were other moments where I was like, yeah, actually, if they kind of stuck it with this, especially towards the end, where it didn't necessarily get darker, but was more uh, driven by the narrative rather than like the, oh, hey, this guy's kind of kooky and he's a really bad spy because he's a really bad spy. Sure. Um, I kind of found it more interesting and actually wanted to tune in week to week. And I'm hoping they keep that up through season two. Right. Um. But yeah, that's really the only note I have for season two on Resistance. Yeah. Um, comes out, I think, in a couple months, but... Again,
1: would have been really cool like two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, so let's let's move on uh, to the Star Wars D23 announcements because there is a lot to right. go through. Um, first thing, right off the bat, just as a note, clone wars season seven is going to come out in february that was confirmed we don't have an exact date but we know february i'll accept that i'm excited i'm excited can't wait to see it um the only other small thing we want to bring up and we will definitely want to talk about is they reveal the teaser poster for rise of skywalker james why don't you throw that up on screen It's so pretty. I love it. I think it's glorious. And by the way, if you are watching and you have a thought, feel free to shout out and chat what you think, because Chris and I could talk forever about Star Wars. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's so cool. And like we talked about earlier, we have theories. Yeah. For days about like what was shown at D23. We're not going to talk about it here, but uh, because we don't have time. Yeah. But,
0: but this is just such a cool-looking poster. Right. And, this and it's was... so
1: dynamic, too. It's so... Like... God, I loved... Again, there was a post on Reddit going back to, like, all of the pre-release theatrical posters. And, like, Last Jedi's I thought was great, too. With yeah. The, the red. Right. With the red and... With Luke on one side, and then I think that Kylo was on the other. Yeah. Uh, with Ray holding up the lightsaber. The saber, like, yeah, in between. Like, the original New Hope poster. Yes. um, But, like... God, this one's so... It's like minimalist at the same time as being dynamic and like... Oh, it's so cool. It's so
0: cool looking. And they are going all in on Palpatine. Absolutely. 100%. Because this is the thing I said to you right before we were rolling. It's like when they revealed Palpatine in the trailer with just a laugh, there was a part of me that was like, you know what? I wish this was the reveal in the movie. Right. But, you know, whatever... I think we're all underestimating how much Palpatine is in this movie, given his prominence on the poster. James, can you throw it up again, just real quick? He's huge. He's huge. Like the like most of the poster is Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> it's ah. Uh,
1: to be fair, to be fair though, and may I think I think they learned their lesson. But like, remember, Darth Maul was in a lot of that Episode One pre-release. Yeah. Like footage and like every they were pushing Darth Maul hard and that dude's in like five minutes he's in like five
0: minutes but he gives you like what some of the best fight sequences oh yeah absolutely Star Wars but Ray
1: Park is a monster but I'm just saying let's temper expectations here the pre-release stuff doesn't always mean it's what we're
0: getting that's true but speaking of Ray Park the fact he's doing mocap for season seven of Clone Wars it's awesome uh Okay, we need to move on before. We- I know. Continue. Alright, so now where we're gonna start diving in. Oh, you forgot going- a small
1: thing too. Uh they did officially confirm the Cassian and K2SO series. Yeah, too. that
0: has I think that was already confirmed back at Celebration. They just confirmed it further. I think they I, I thought it was all rumored. It wasn't rumored, like uh what hadn't been announced is we knew that Diego Luna was coming. I think they were just bringing him out on stage. What got confirmed at Celebration was the fact that they were able to get um, Alan Tudyk to return as K2SO. Because what the concern had been, and this had been Alan Tudyk's concern evidently, and one of the reasons why they were still figuring out scheduling is because he's Alan Tudyk. He's a fantastic actor, very busy. He didn't want someone else to do the mocap. And him just do the voice. Right. So one of the things that apparently had, I don't want to say delayed pre-production, but made them take into account when they should start pre-production is when would he be available to do the mo-cap. So, Makes sense. That was confirmed at Celebration that he was returning. Did, did we get a date? What was the confirmation? I don't think we got a date. And As what far was the confirmation, I, for I think they were just saying this is what's coming from Lucasfilm because they talked about really everything.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like they made a big deal out because they made a Twitter post about like coming to coming to Disney Plus. Like here's this new show.
0: I might have missed it, but I never saw a date.
1: Okay, because like they definitely made. I saw it on Twitter too. They definitely made a post of like. Here's the official, like, art, and like, or here's, like,
0: a thing. Because they, uh, apparently they haven't even, they know what the title is. Because Diego yet, Luna yeah. actually asked Kathleen Kennedy if see. he could say what the title was, and she's like, no. So, they probably know the title, but they're not talking about anything yet.
1: Right. So, yeah, you're pulling that up? I'm just looking to see what they tweeted, because I know they yeah. tweeted something.
0: But, no, I'm, I'm excited to see more casting in Andor. Right. Um... Because this is something I I've seen somewhere and I've been trying to find validation, where there's this idea if you go into Star Wars Rebels where uh, Ahsoka, is, her code name is Fulcrum, right? Something that has been hinted at apparently in other media that I haven't seen is that Fulcrum was actually used. Because it was eventually picked up by Callus because of Ahsoka, but evidently multiple Star, uh, multiple Rebel Alliance agents used the name Fulcrum. It was kind of interchangeable. The, the idea would be, if you had multiple Fulcrums, if any one Fulcrum got caught, there was still another Fulcrum out there. And the Empire, it was kind of like the whole cell mentality going in. But I haven't seen anything confirming that's the case, but there's some talk that he might be using the codename Fulcrum in the Casting Andor series. Right. But you see anything at all cuz So
1: I'm seeing all this stuff of like Diego Luna and Alec Tudor reprise their roles as Casting Andor and K2SO in a buddy spy film official on Sony, on Disney And I see series confirm rumor series rumors confirmed.
0: Which is so weird because like they had them yeah. See, look, all this stuff. Yeah, that's so weird that they're calling it confirmed at D twenty three, but they were already talking about it at Celebration.
1: I I don't know because all this stuff is like, like all like dates and then uh, dates for filming, and then all of them are like confirmed series.
0: That's so weird so. that they're talking about it as if it's a confirmed series now, and we've. Known and it's been confirmed that it's ongoing for
1: yeah, because like like Hollywood Reporter, all these sites are like confirmed, confirmed, confirmed.
0: That's weird. Yeah. Huh? Because yeah, I remember watching Alan Tweedick's interview from Celebration, and he made the comment that a big theme for him was not was that if they did it, he wanted to be K Two S O again. He didn't. He wanted to do the mocap.
1: Well, I mean, it's so if they do it, right? Was it always just like this is what our plan is, and we're not sure if we're? Gonna be able to I think do it, it
0: was uh, less of a like because they already ca- confirmed Ka- uh, Diego Luna. Right. There had been no confirmation on Alan Tudyk, and apparently that had not been. I don't want to say the holdup, but that had been the thing. Right. B- holding back the announcement was because he would voice it, but he just didn't want to just be a voice. Right. Okay. Continue. With, but you're yeah, getting a little like sidetracked. But we're the, getting sidetracked. Um. This is the big stuff. Big stuff. So first off, do we want to talk about the whole leak from the week before? Or do we want to just dive into the series?
1: Just dive into the series because like, they, the they address do you watch the clip of the I haven't watched anything yet. So it's great. So the clip is is of there's a clip of Kathleen Kennedy on stage at d23 and she goes after after years of rumors and fibs and all <laughs> fibs. and yeah and like all this stuff. I'm I'm happy to welcome a returning member of the Star Wars or a beloved member of the of the Star Wars family, right? Mm-hmm. And th- there's like a beat and it's all quiet and then and then she goes and the music swells and it's Duel of Fates that yeah. plays and then Ewan McGregor walks out and the yeah. crowd goes absolutely insane.
0: Cuz there's been theories for a while like he was at the Solo premiere and there were some theories at the time that they were going to announce a Kenobi film. Yeah. Um and have that be kind of sort of tied into right. solo. I guarantee
1: you, I guarantee you, they've been talking about the film. They talked about the film. They agreed on the film, and then when they pivoted off of the film, they're like, "You want to do a show instead?"
0: Yeah, I think. And so this to go into the leak. The reason why the leak was weird. So if you didn't follow all the news prior to this week's shenanigans, there was a leak. In a non-trade website, so it was a fan website, broke that Ewan McGregor was in talks to... Return as Obi Wan Kenobi, and what made that really weird is if it had been an official Lucasfilm or Disney leak, it would have been in Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, or Variety, right. and those websites did not confirm that talks were ongoing until the end of the day where that news broke. Right. So, like, it first broke, I first saw it online. I think on my way to work, and it wasn't confirmed in the trades till the end of the day. Right. And so, my theory was either someone at Disney did not know what they were doing, or is about to get fired, right. or this leak was from outside and tied into D23, because as conventions get bigger, or as they get closer, more and more people need to be brought into the loop, right? as more names get added and attached, and so the leak was probably from a vendor with D23.
1: Yeah, I can see um, that happening.
0: But, yeah, we have confirmation of an Obi-Wan series. Super excited. And
1: uh, I can't wait. It's um, what I wanted. I've been talking about it on this show in particular for I don't know how long.
0: And I'll make sure to put a link in the notes. In fact, I'll put a note here for myself. One of the reasons why we think this will be really good is if you haven't read any of the Star Wars comics, Yeah. I think it starts with number seven. Yes. Yeah, but seven. it's not all. It's not seven and then it goes on for a series. It's like It comes in every once in a while. They'll right. do like a one-off where Luke will read a... An entry from the Journal of Ben Kenobi. And it goes into like a flashback kind of mode. And there's stories there that could be adapted for the series.
1: Very easily, too.
0: Very easily. Because the big thing for a series, and this is like the big issue that I think they needed to address, is... He can't leave Tatooine. He can't go full Jedi. He kind of has to be a hermit the entire time... What do you do and how do you do it? And you need to. And they. In the Star Wars comics, they kind of found a way to do it. Right. Um, and I think that they're going to just have to do a straight adaptation. Well, not straight adaptation, but do something in a similar vein, if not those exact stories in so the series. So, question for
1: you mm-hmm. Do we see Liam Neeson as a Force ghost?
0: Personal theory. If he doesn't come back as a force ghost, I think they're going to try to bring him in as a voice. I can see that. I think they're going to try to bring him back. In some way, shape, or form. I can
1: see that. That'd be cool. Um, I, just we, w- I want to involve somehow. That'd be so cool. We
0: were talking about this before, but if you... Uh, before we started streaming, but there is... I forget the name of the book. I'll, again, link... I'll put a link into the show notes, because I'm getting caught up. That will all be done here in, like, a week. Um, but... There is, in one of the non-canon books that Lucasfilm has put out in the past few years, there were a series of short stories that are all take place around the events of New Hope. So they're not actually retelling A New Hope, but they're kind of just, oh, it's called From a Certain Point of View. There we go. Right. Because they're from a different point of view than Luke's or the main storyline that you're getting in the movie. And one of the stories, it's told by Claudia Gray, who has quickly become my favorite writer in the Star Wars novels. Um, she wrote a short story where it is Obi-Wan sitting at the Jabba Sandcrawler while Luke has returned to the homestead and is about to discover that Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru are dead and were killed by stormtroopers. Sure. And he has an entire conversation with Force Goes Qui-Gon. And I love it. It's one of my favorite shorts. I, It's in my head canon as canon. Right. So I hope that they do something with that. I hope they... Even if it's just getting Liam Neeson into a sound booth, bring him back for that.
1: Right. Be super cool. Totally in.
0: Because then it also means that Obi-Wan can be sitting alone in his hut, and he can have a conversation. Right. He can have... He won't go nuts. Yeah, he can... We can, You have a little bit of freedom there if he's having a conversation. I don't,
1: I don't want it to be a reoccurring thing, though. I don't want it, like... In the middle of, an episode, of every episode, he sits and has a conversation with qui yeah. I don't want that. I want it very rarely, and like maybe at the beginning and the end, that's it. Yeah. I maybe mean, a little bit in the middle. Maybe a little bit in every episode. Okay, just yeah. the entire show of just him talking to qui
0: <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's... The big, long, rumored... And that's the thing. It's been rumored as a series. It's been rumored as a movie. It's been rumored as basically everything under the sun.
1: And, like, Kathleen Kennedy kind of confirming that, like, they've been fibbing this entire time sort of lets me know that they've been working on this for a while. And, like, Ian McGregor's been connected to it for a while. Like, they've all been wanting to do this for a while. And, like, it's not... It's not like this was a last minute deal. Right. It's not like this was something where it's like, we got to get the deal signed. It's just like... this so
0: this actually kind of go into a side note here because there had been after uh, Solo and it's not so great performance at the box sure. office. There was a lot of talk that that's what killed the Kenobi movie right? and that's what killed the uh, Boba Fett movie.
1: Right. But To be fair, and I'll say this first... I'd rather have the Obi-Wan Kenobi show than I would the movie.
0: Exactly. Same here. But I think we've learned enough this week to kind of put both of those stories to rest. Because there had been a point where everyone's like... The headline was, Lucasfilm is canceling shows yeah. or series. And there had been a comment from people inside Lucasfilm. It was like, we actually haven't canceled anything in active development. Because one of the reasons why people were talking about it is there's that section of the fan base... Who is wanting everything Kathleen Kennedy or Ryan Johnson related to die? And they were like, they were banging the victory drum, and it turns out what happened with the Boba Fett m- series movie, they pivoted. it wasn't that they pivoted. It was apparently they were talking to Favreau at the same time they were talking oh. to. Um, Mangold. Right. And they were looking at it, and they went, you know what, we really like what Favreau's doing with this Mandalorian series. We can't really have two of them going on. I think the solo performance kind of helped push them in the direction of Mandalorian, and that might have been the moment where, like, we're going Mandalorian and we're dropping Fett. But that sounds like that's what happened, is they weren't sure which one to do. Then the movie kind of did only okay, and they were like, you know what? We really like what he's doing with Mandalorian. Let's just go all in on that. They pivoted Kenobi into a series. I think all that happened is Disney Plus became a major factor. And then they began to go, you know, we don't have to make everything a movie. Yeah. Apparently, the Star Wars fan base is willing to do everything Star Wars, but as lo- the movies still have to be special. right? And as long as we make the movies remain special we can play on television and no one's going to complain yeah and i think that's what they're doing i think i think disney has wisely realized that's the way to play the star wars audience right give them a darker more adult stuff and have it on the stream but have the more family-friendly stuff be in the movie
1: right and i'm like super excited because it looks like marvel and star wars are both going the same direction like disney's going the same direction of like the sh- the Disney Plus stuff is where they can get weird, and I yeah. I love the idea of like yo Ken- we're gonna see some weird stuff.
0: Kenobi needed to go. Kenobi <laughs> needed to be weird on some yeah. level. It was not going to be a typical totally, Star Wars tale. If anything, you I'm like totally in. Like I when they first were talking about Kenobi, and my my whole thought was if they do it as a movie or a series, it needs to take heavy inspiration from. Everyone would think I would go with The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, but I would actually go with For a Fistful of Dollars, which okay. is the first film right. in that trilogy by Sergi Leon. So it's like, work because it's very self-contained, it is steady, slow build-up until a final showdown where no one but the hero survives. And it's like, that's what needs to happen. Right. Obi-Wan needs to get to the point where he's like, I'm sorry, I've tried to not do it this way, but you are now a threat. Like that's like to get into my side tangent. I think it's gonna be him trying to like keep Luke safe, and it gets to the point where it he is like the <laughs> I have to go full on Jedi right now. Every moment up until this point, I've been trying to let you survive, but now that you know why I'm here and you have figured it out, because that's one of my theories is that someone figures it out, right? And that someone now has is like you can't, yeah, you, like this is not going to go the way you want it to go. Right. That's personal fear and where I think the Kenobi series could and maybe should go, but I can't wait there's like between this and like Cassian Andor, and then we'll get into Mandalorian here in a second. But there's so much that I'm excited for coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. With Star Wars, that I'm just like now is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Like yeah. seriously. And
1: like I don't I don't I don't really understand the the Kathleen Kennedy hate because I think she's been a wonderful shepherd of everything here.
0: It to get on to the very annoying annoying side plot. It is a combination of some people not happy that the Star Wars that they read from a decade ago got... Canned. Canned. Right. And who are you going to blame? They blame Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. And then there's also the fact that there is a lot of anti-women angst out there. And so the fact that a woman's in charge of Star Wars is just pissing some people off. True. And they can all go in a hole and die.
1: Speaking of a hole and die.
0: <laughs> Mandalorian, James. <laughs> so the thing the
1: thing with the Mandalorian Like you watch the trailer and the first Dude! The, first, oh, the, oh the first thing I sent you when I watched the trailer was the him spoilers for the Mandalorian trailer. If you haven't watched it yet, pause this and go watch go the trailer. Go watch the
0: trailer. It's the, so
1: good. The the, the uh Shoot and pull him through the door as you shoot the control panel to slice him in half with the door. Oh my god! Is
0: the coolest move that I've ever seen. There's so much on there that made me go, oh, they're willing to go dark. Yeah. You have Stormtrooper helmets on pikes. You have a guy getting his head cut off in a door. You have.
1: It's awesome. Oh, I'm my so, God. I'm so in. It, I'm so, it gave me It gave me that feeling of Vader and Rogue One. Yeah. Where it's just, like, pure... They're not holding back. Right. It's just pure, like, all right, like we're seeing what these characters can do now. And then it's the idea that, like, oh, we're getting a whole show of this. I know. We're getting a whole so thing good. here.
0: And I've been wondering, because I forget the name of the composer, but the composer doing the music is... I think it's the guy who did, um, he did uh, Arrival, I think. Okay. I could I can hear that. But I'm wondering if that trailer music is actually music from the show.
1: I don't know. It seems like it could be really cool. I It, it hyped me up.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure if it's the music from the show or not, but if it is the music from the show, I'm okay with that. Right. Because I... Actually, literally, at one point, because the way the trailer is, and there's so little dialogue in this trailer, it's all action. Yeah. Um, Or showcasing. I actually, at one point, was doing something, and I played the trailer just so I could listen to... Like, really just listen to the right. music. But It's so
1: good. And, like, dude, the thing that gets me hyped up, too, is, like, they shows like this especially with how things are going now a lot of times you get the like your women representation kind of forced into the into stuff Mm -hmm. and like dude they got Gina Carano as a bounty hunter as a bounty hunter Who's awesome? Gina Carano's an MMA fighter. Yeah, okay. apparently
0: she was doing a lot of her own stunts. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> and didn't They're realize
0: not, that they, that she didn't have
1: to. We something. don't even Ming Na Wen is in it. And we I don't, know, and we, didn't we don't know, know that wh- until we today don't, or until this week, and we don't know what she's doing. And in it here. is Ming
0: Na Wen, so you know that she she's, can also be this complete badass right. fighter.
1: And I was like, okay, cool. So there's now women that can go toe to toe with any of this stuff because, like, a lot like the dude Sabine Wren is one of the coolest Mandalorian I characters. I love Sabine Run. Right. And so like to show off the idea of, like because when most people think of Mandalorians or they only know what Mandalorians are right? they just, they just the,
0: assume Boba Fett. Yeah.
1: And so like now to see that like oh no this is like a people like a culture that yeah. can all do this shit it's going to be so cool. Totally in. Uh, it's oh. They got they got dude they have an
0: IG unit in there. It's voiced Sp- by Taika Waititi. Spin it dude, spin it around. Spinning shooting, around guns. shooting, oh my god. It was such a good trailer. Like I literally whoop, I don't know what I unplugged or if I unplugged anything. No, you did not. You're good. I did not. We're good. Um I literally cuz we knew the trailer was about to hit. I was I stayed late at work just so I could watch the trailer because I was like I'm not I'm not gonna be stuck on the subway or because with my data plan like my YouTube streams are capped at 480 right and I'm just like no no I will wait at work so I can watch it in right. its full 1080 glorious it's so good it looks good apparently Simpson a photographer as Rogue One mm-hmm. it's you can tell the style too the sti- and it just. It looks really good. Everything they've been saying sounds really good. Weekly releases. Weekly releases, which made me really happy. I know you were like, give it to me all at once. I can go either way. It doesn't really bother me either
1: way, but I'm glad that they're letting us know, like, expectations-wise, what it is, right?
0: Um, And the thing that gets me excited is and kind of rehashes things we talked about before is the fact that we can I know you and I are going to have a text message chain going back and forth every week we're going to be talking about it on the podcast and all that stuff and it's going to be great to have something other than Game of Thrones that I can do that with
1: right Um, and like if dude if Disney if Disney does weekly with all these series with Marvel and Star Wars this replaces Game of Thrones yes and they can do it one like they don't even have to they don't even have to do it like all on a friday night or like uh, they can do it every day of the week
0: yeah it's huh. so i guess let's just say mandalorian looks fantastic can't wait to watch it we will of course be talking about it inevitably in future episodes once it's released the thing that's but... scary
1: about mandalorian is like i don't even know I, we know so little about it, and I know I'm going to love it.
0: I know. We know so little. I know I'm going to love it. And the part of me that also is really excited is we're finally getting... Because Lucasfilm has been playing it really tight to the chest of what happened in between Re- Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, and we're finally starting to get the... They're right starting to flesh it out and open the curtain. And... Yeah, I think it's...
1: It's super uh, cool. It's
0: I can't wait. But let's... Let's move on. Yeah. Uh to all the Marvel announcements. So Marvel James, it's hit the point where I've been trying to avoid this, giving Marvel its own hashtag just because typically we talk about the <laughs> well, We talked we've
1: talked Well, we talked about this cuz you're you're like not a Marvel person. I'm
0: not the biggest Marvel person, <laughs> but it hit the point where they did all these announcements and I'm like, I I have to So like, as we have
1: in- to do this. As someone that's not like a huge Marvel person, like what like, cause a lot of these characters are, like pretty niche. So, oh yeah,
0: like, where... that's the real problem. Is we're gonna have a like, good thirty minutes now of where it's gonna be you talking <laughs> and me going, uh huh. But it's what's crazy for me is we already had so many marvel studios disney plus announcements at comic-con they announced three more and they announced three more (laughs) and the thing and and the thing the thing is they announced
1: three huge ones
0: so break it down because i know who she hulk and ms marvel are kind of and moon knight is one where i've heard the name and that was it
1: so uh ms marvel is camilla Khan. she's a uh i forget if she's pakistani or afghani but she's she's a uh a middle eastern uh woman or a teenager from a a middle eastern family so very much the kind of culture that i come from where it's like a an immigrant family yeah. kind of a, a kind of a feel so it's like a not traditionally american family so different morals different kind of ground that she's coming from very sheltered kind of you know, like what you would yeah, think yeah, of an yeah. immigrant child, right? So then uh, she gets hit with genesis which is the Inhumans uh, mist. She has a power awakened within her that she can uh, think Mr. Fantastic, where she can stretch, kind of stretch and, 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 yeah. and enlarge parts of her body. So uh, her go-to move is to enlarge her fists so she can punch things, <laughs> right, with gigantic fists. Nice. Cool. But the thing is with Camilla Khan is that she's a teenager, so she's like sixteen, seventeen, and that she's a huge fan of superheroes. So her hero, her idol is Miss is Captain Marvel. So she adopts the Ms. Marvel tag because that was her old moniker. So that so she becomes Miss Marvel because you know she wants to idolize her hero, Captain Marvel. So yeah. like a lot of the best uh, issues of the comics are when Captain Marvel shows up to be a mentor to kind of. Uh,
0: Are you thinking Brie Larson might make an appearance then?
1: No, I don't think that's the case, but she like Miss Marvel in general is just the fangirl of the Marvel universe. So like anytime she's with the Avengers, she's constantly asking for autographs or asking for <laughs> you know what, you know what I mean? Like she is the she is the biggest fan of these characters, and so for her to be around them is such a huge thing. Whereas imagine Peter she is Peter Parker in the MCU, right? Think yeah. of Think of how Tom Holland plays Peter Parker as this kind of super excited young kid that's kind of naive and doesn't really know what's going on. But think of him if Peter Parker was a mega fan of all of these characters, right? So instead of introducing himself to Doctor Strange, it's like she would want a selfie she she would want a selfie and like would rattle off like, Did you do you remember when you did this spell and beat this guy and did this thing and it was on the news and like you know, stuff like that, right? Yeah where that's like the kind of person she is. And so it's it's she's a great character. It's wonderful to see her in here. Uh, they rev- They did say that she's going to be in the films.
0: Well, I think that's a big thing that, because A, previously, and I th- wonder how much of this is the fact that Marvel Studios was not in charge of the Marvel television right. things, is that there was no interest on the studio side right. to bring them in. The fact that the studio, Marvel Studios, not Marvel Television, is making these means that they could appear, with maybe the exception of She-Hulk.
1: Well, we could see She-Hulk. To to me, I'm surprised that they didn't do She-Hulk the film just to say, fuck you,
0: Universal. No, they can't. It's the same story as Hulk. Universal has the film rights to She-Hulk. Really? Yes. What is that? So it's the same... uh, My understanding is She-Hulk and Hulk are in the same weird situation where Marvel retained the rights to the character, but if there is a standalone film, Universal has distribution rights and Universal is not willing to sell those rights back. What a weird... So the only way they could do She-Hulk was... This way. <laughs> right.
1: Weird. Okay, cool. So I so think she, she
0: can appear in the movies. It's like the Hulk where they can't do a standalone Hulk yeah. film.
1: So that's Miss Marvel. She Hulk's pretty obvious. Like, that's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. I don't need to explain She Hulk. Um, Moon Knight is sort of in the same class of hero as Daredevil and uh, Iron Fist. Were there. Well, more. Like, it's like if Iron Fist and Daredevil had a love child where he is a street level hero he deals with sort of street level crime but he has slightly mystical powers okay um if that makes sense i mean i'm it's not like too interesting of a character. he's a really cool character and a very stylistic like all his comics are super cool looking and super stylized and like very very great to flip through uh he has great stories and stuff like that but like there's not really much else to say about him other than he's a great character and like I can't really explain to you why he's a great character. I it's one of those scenes where, I can't like, explain to you why he's a great character. He's just awesome. I
0: tried to read the Wikipedia entry, and yeah. it was immediately, like, I... Admittedly, I was, like, trying to skip ahead well, to it's a bit, kind and I like, was like, ooh, I am already confused.
1: He's kind of like Black Knight in the weir- in the way that, like, he's kind of weird, but he's really cool. I mean, we're going to talk about Black Knight in a second, but, like, again, it's it's a, they're in the same boat where, like, they have slightly mystical powers, they're slightly technology-based... Uh, but they are more street-level So I saw someone... Black, like, Black Knight actually is more Avengers-level, because he wasn't Avengers. I right?
0: saw but one person try to say that, or an example for Moon Knight, for people who don't know who he is, he's like, think more of a street-level Batman where Batman has some mystical powers. Yeah.
1: Essentially essentially, like, like what I'm saying, Like if Daredevil and, and Iron yeah. Fist had a baby, right? It's the same thing. Um, but yeah, it, he's he's great. He's awesome. The The Batman example is actually kind of spot-on.
0: Yeah. So, what else was there? There, uh,
1: there was Eternals. So they announced Gemma Chan joining the cast. Gemma, Ch- right. so which is really cool because I think they remember they filmed and cast her in Captain Marvel before she popped. Because like before, before she was in Captain Marvel, the only thing she was really in that had been kind of public was uh, she was in like that one episode of Sherlock, and that's where a lot of people knew her. Do you remember that episode? No. She plays the Asian. Uh, like museum caretaker that make that that takes care of pottery and tea sets in an episode of I sherlock don't remember where that. they work with the triads I, and I'm talking about the Benedict Cumberbatch British one of course am
0: I like missing the season of sherlock no in my brain? It's,
1: so it's an episode where they deal with like the triads or some kind of arts there's like an arts uh they' bring illegal art in from china or from whatever and so she was part of this ring and or one of her brothers was part of this ring and so since she knows about it, they have to kill her so she has so sherlock has to help her kind of escape whatever so that's like the main thing that Gemma chan was known for when she was cast in captain marvel then she filmed captain marvel and then crazy rich asians came out and she popped right she became like a, this mega huge yeah. person After Crazy Rich Asians, because she was like, they're like, she could act, she's gorgeous, and she's like very, she's a great actor, right? So like, okay, whatever, great. Cast her in everything now, right?
0: Because like, she's kind of (laughs) That's how Hollywood works. Well,
1: because she's (laughs) kind of become like the it Asian actress to cast. Yeah. She's kind of become that new face of Asian actresses, right? So it's interesting to see sort of Marvel say, kind of what they're doing right now with Mahershala Ali, where they're like, oh... We wasted them on roles that we shouldn't have wasted them on. <laughs> no. Let's recast them in bigger things.
0: Because apparently, uh, Marshal Shala Ali was just like, I want to be played.
1: Yeah. Apparently, and then, he pitched Flaggy right. on it. And then and then he was like, <laughs> cool, we'll just sweep Luke Cage under the under the mat. Even though he's fantastic in Luke oh, Cage. Oh, he's
0: so fan- Wasted in Luke Cage, I'd say, in some level, too. Well,
1: the sh- to me, Luke Cage is ruined once he dies.
0: Well, we've... Again, we've talked about The second about half this. of Luke
1: Cage is, like, really slow. The well, first half how, like, is fantastic.
0: That's how it felt like all the Marvel TV stuff went, is, like, the first eight episodes, you're like, holy shit, this is amazing television. <laughs> and then the back half, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, where are they like, going? Where did, like, why did you just, like, dive off a cliff? Yeah,
1: it's weird. Uh, but, uh, where were we? Oh, so they announced that. They announced, they showed off the costumes for Eternals. They look great. I'm very excited.
0: They also announced... uh kit harrington is cast in eternals
1: yeah so he's going to be dwayne whitman or dane whitman who becomes uh, black knight again another sort of weird tech based mythical based hero on the level of moon knight but he is more powerful and he was at one time uh, a big part of the avengers cast yeah so kit harrington's going to be here for a while
0: uh, smart move isn't richard right. madden also an eternal yeah. so they're so reuniting richard,
1: uh i saw a post rob and i saw a, i saw a post the other day of the mcu lost one stark in game two uh, <laughs> right so like that's re- that's a really cool line i love that uh so the idea of eternals is gonna be great I mean we talked about this a couple weeks ago when yeah. they announced it of like what the series is and i saw someone tweet out uh, someone tweeted out, "No one's gonna care about Immortal or Eternals. No one knows these characters." And then s- someone replied, uh, "Replace Eternals with Guardians of the Galaxy, and you have a tweet from 2013." Yeah, right. So, like,
0: Marvel's track record with this has been absolutely. Also, look at the cast. It's yeah. like you're like, there's a part of me there I'm just like, I just want to know what they're doing with that cast. Right.
1: It's gonna be insane. And like, uh, they did an interview. I think IGN did an interview with angelina jolie where she they asked her like why she picked this role and she kind of revealed a little bit of their idea so she said she loved the script and they're gonna play around with a lot of the time stuff uh because again the eternals are eternal so the idea is that they are these like so athena who's uh angelina jolie is playing is just athena the goddess from greece yep. but she's she just kind of that was the time that she had come down to Earth to like hang out and then she went back up to space so like and it's the idea of like all of these people so like Gilgamesh is in here and like it's all of these legendary heroes and, and warriors and gods and kings no. that have like been pulling the strings of the universe for as long as it's been alive uh, and so it's, it's them sort of their lives throughout this you know millennia yeah. and, and infinite time so with her saying that they're gonna play with time, uh, like long spans of time, tells me that that they are doing the entire thing like that, which is gonna be crazy to think about.
0: I know it like, makes me wonder how long the movie's gonna to be too. Right? Are we going for like a three hour? Well, you can't because it's not,
1: like you. It's one thing to do I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like a quick, very in and out story. It's gonna be hard to do a long story, like a like a three hour. End game style film with characters that you don't know. Yeah. It's really hard. I mean, unless it's very compelling and, like, it's awesome. Uh, what else did they announce that they did? Uh, and then we got a
0: release date for oh, Black so Panther. Oh, so this yeah. was an
1: interesting one. So, the Black Panther gets the coveted May spot. The, yeah. So, which means, to me, it means it's big. Right? Well, they
0: I think they realize that this is a power mover.
1: Right. and the, And so... I have a theory for you that I saw online, and I love it. Go for it. So, in Endgame, they do tease a tsunami and a, a earthquake in the ocean, this? right? They tease it, right? So, what could be a big thing for Black Panther 2? And remember, Brian Kugler said that it's not the title. They're not running with Black Panther 2. Yeah. What if it's Black Panther, War of Kings... And it is Atlantis and Neymar versus Black Panther and Wakanda, and that's their big set piece, big earth-shaking MCU
0: moment for May. Want to hear the other weird Universal thing? What? Guess who owns the rights? I know, to Neymar. but 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 the thing was—I think it's the same thing as Hulk, where they have the rights to the character, but they can't do—they
1: can't do a standalone film. film. So I know, I know that's why the Neymar rights have been weird, and like they've been trying to. A lot of people were saying that they're going to introduce Neymar... Or the smart thing would be to introduce Neymar with Fantastic Four. I think that's a little bloated. I think you can't really do that. Um,
0: well, I mean, we need Fantastic Four for Doom.
1: Right. But, I mean, <clears throat> the the idea... Well, I think that just because people closely associate Neymar and Fantastic Four because of the way that they were in the comics, because of the way they were... The, the time frame in which they were created was yeah. so close that, like, okay, it makes more sense that they're together... Um, but
0: MCU doesn't have to follow that same right.
1: So, like introducing Neymar here with kind of that storyline could be so cool. <laughs> yeah, but because what other what other race or not race, but what other sort of faction of people could rival the Wakandans, the Atlanteans?
0: Yep. But the other thing too is, yeah, we've already kind of mentioned it, but Ryan Coogler has been confirmed to return as director. So yeah,
1: we knew that from a long time ago. He, yeah. he confirmed that years and years ago. Um, but, but yeah, I'm excited.
0: It's gonna be
1: because <laughs> like it, it getting the May spot tells me a lot about what they they think what they that want it's gonna to be big here. again.
0: Yeah, and so they're gonna do something big with it. It's yeah. like uh, Captain America: Civil War got the May slot,
1: right? I mean, like, think about the other films that got the mail. It's always an Avengers film. Guardians of the Galaxy, which they trusted. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't Guardians actually an August release? Guardians 2, Guardians was, a May 2 release. was a May release. Which, again, big. Like, maybe it didn't. Maybe not big in terms of story impact, but big film in terms of anticipation and what people yeah. wanted, right? Guardians 2 was big. All the Avengers films. Civil War was a May film. Uh, I'm trying to think what else? Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3 was a May film, yeah. yeah. So, like, an, again, another one that a lot of people... like. Maybe not the best film, but again, one that a lot kind of people of a wanted. a lot of
0: anticipation, right?
1: yeah. So, like, Black Panther 2... It's in that May slot. You lot. gotta, you gotta do something for, yeah. big. And Neymar. You gotta do big. Neymar could but, be cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, totally in. So... Also, that's, there's also a, a talk that... Because Feige said... Feige made a statement about... Um, if I made a statement about the introduction of Fantastic Four and X-Men characters, like he reiterated the fact that it's going to be different than other things. Do you think they could see it in maybe X-Men characters or... Fa- maybe not Fantastic Four because they you really need to introduce them as a family, mm-hmm. but the X-Men characters, do you think you could see them pop up in Disney shows? Would that be a smart move and then bring them together in an X-Men well, movie? Well,
0: I think it's... It's one of those scenes where... And I think Feige is the kind of person who's going to want to have an explanation for this. And Eternals, you know that they've already probably figured that out. Like, why weren't they involved in the events of Infinity War and Endgame? Right. I think that's a harder question if all of a sudden Wolverine shows up. Right. Like, I... I can see them seating them in, but I think they need a you... an answer on so, why they weren't there. So there was
1: a, there was another idea floating around of like Wandavision, right? Because they're really pushing Wandavision really hard. Yeah, they announced the Randall Parks coming back and Kat Dennings is coming back, which really weird. Wait, what? Can't Kat Dennings? What's she coming back for? Is uh, she in Wandavision?
0: Vision. Okay,
1: so she's playing the same character that she was playing in Thor, in the and Thor series. Park is the, is, is it, the police officer, from, the FBI guy from. from uh, Randall
0: Park is also one of those actors where every, I don't know why, but every time he's in something, I like really like him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great, just really Dude, good. the the
1: The opening scene of Ant Man and the Wasp, or not the opening scene, but the 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 monologue he has where he's trying to explain to Cassie that his fa- her father's a criminal, or like why why she's doing Dude, bad things so and then he, go, he goes you're great with kids and he goes thanks i i, I run a church group or a, a youth group a pastor youth group or whatever i was yeah. like
0: fuck that's so good <laughs> it's just, or like the moment where he's just like he wasn't sure if he was getting asked to go out to get yeah. like, dinner get <laughs> and he was just like and it, for him it wasn't like no i can't do it because i am like supposed to watch you but we're like are why you, wh- why d- would we do that? Why would we? D- it was Commander like. Why would you do that? Because yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was more like, like, like this weird anticipation of like, yeah, I'd love to get there, <laughs> but like, uh, why are you asking? Me?
1: So yeah, like, so <laughs> that's weird. But WandaVision, again, because everyone wants the House of Ends story, right? Because you yeah. can't, but you can't do it without mutants. Could you do with her in her freaked out, weird state of mind? Could you she... do
0: a reverse? trigger it
1: yeah could you do reverse house of M where she creates mutants instead of gets rid of them maybe right another thought another weird one
0: but the other thing too and i guess the thing about it further is wolverine is uh, really associated right now with hugh jackman right but the idea of i think x-23 the uh basically female wolverine yeah why not start with her? Start with a young Wolverine. Sure,
1: you could do that. I mean, um, dude, someone even brought up the idea of, like, starting it with Colossus and with Deadpool and, like, starting to, like, see those in.
0: I honestly... I like, know, my Deadpool 3 pitch. I actually have this. Okay. This is if I somehow was the guy writing Deadpool 3. The entire... Point of the movie is him trying to escape the Fox universe and get into the <laughs> MCU. Yeah. And he has to go through like this portal. Like this is like my dream thing where he goes through this portal and it's basically like a TSA line where everyone's like going like there's limited going back yeah. and forth. You can see like the two Quicksilvers in the background and i like, oh. getting detained and doing all that. But outside one of the portals is like two stormtroopers and he tries to sneak into Star Wars. That'd be so That would be good. so good. But I want that to be the thing. So my- I want that to be how Deadpool and Colossus uh, get in the universe. Is literally he is like I want there to be a scene where he is literally in the office with Kevin Feige, going, "Hey, I want." it be so. I good. want Vanessa in, and like he basically <laughs> has to like come to a bargain with Kevin Feige on who all he can bring into the MCU. Dude, I want. I want. I want. The, <laughs> See, that's actually
1: better than my idea. All, all I all I wanted was a post credit scene at the end of Deadpool three, where it's Doctor Strange opening the portal, and it's like it's it's him and Wanda from the Multiverse of Madness, right? Yeah, being like, and then and, <laughs> just then, close and, the then, portal. and then and then not close the portal, but just like leaving, and then Deadpool sneak like jumping into the portal before it
0: closes. Huh. That could actually set up Deadpool 3. Yeah. Or, Where it's just him walking around. the Have multiverse. that be the end of, uh, of Multiverse of Madness.
1: Or or pull of rev- another Endgame and have him go through the history of the MCU. <laughs> just randomly walking through scenes. <laughs> you could finally have him with Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but like make it make it so he's just kind of oh. in the background. not Just kind of hanging out. Just watching
0: stuff. It's like, hey, I'm trying to read the newspaper, and it's like battle news the yeah. it's going on in the background. It could be great. Oh, uh, there's so many good opportunities for Deadpool three if they just play up the idea. that and they it's did. The same they Deadpool. did. They
1: did push Deadpool really hard. They showed all the footage in the opening ceremonies. They showed the footage uh, during the Marvel panel. They should. They have posters with Deadpool on them at D23. So they're pushing real hard. They 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 know what they're doing with him. So yeah.
0: So I have a feeling that's going to be one of the things they do. Is I think that they're going to. Uh, sneak him into the MCU, but they have to recognize the fourth wall aspect of it. Yeah, so I I kind of just want them to go all in. <laughs> like, you gotta do it. like, Because uh, if we got a Kevin Feige scene in Deadpool, that would be just worth it. Yeah. But I think we should move on uh, to... This is still Marvel adjacent, but let's go to movies, James. So part of the big craziness of this week is... As I've been phrasing it, the Disney Sony divorce over Spider Man.
1: It's it's the uh it's the separation, not the divorce.
0: Yeah, it's why don't you give a rundown? Because you might actually have been able to follow it more closely than I have so, this past week.
1: There were a lot of rumors, so basically it came out that like there that's why was out of the MCU. Uh there was a deal in place prior to this of if if the deal for like so both of them had an opt-out clause to begin with. Yeah, uh, like either one can opt out of this deal at any point in time. There was a concern. There was a there was a part of the contract was that if Spider-Man fails to hit a billion dollars worldwide box office, that it wouldn't it would that rights would fully revert back to Sony and like the yeah. deal would be off. Right. So Spider-Man Far From Home barely not barely but like it took a longer than expected to hit the billion dollar mark
0: uh, you mean homecoming cuz far from home did fine far from home Was is, it? yeah far from home has already crossed the billion no
1: mark. i know it already did but they expected it to cross faster than oh, okay than it did i didn't know that but yeah so like i think they were expecting the first week when it really took about two, two to three, two to three. so they were slightly concerned. They knew it would hit, but they but it kind of gave pause of like, oh, this didn't do, this wasn't as fire as we thought because they thought I think the thought was coming out of Endgame, Endgame that game, it was going to
0: everyone would go right. And see it was it. just going to be, which is what happened with Iron Man three. Right after Avengers, there had been nothing until right. Iron Man three and so everyone was like, there was a lot of anticipation. Right,
1: which is why Iron Man 3 did so well, despite being a less-than-up-to-par I mean, movie. What's weird
0: is it did as well as a lot of later Marvel releases, but it also did it way earlier, earlier. than like So they were, of the so Marvel series caught up.
1: So from my understanding, was both Disney and Sony both expected that to do better, and it didn't. So that was a cause for concern. So they went back to the... There was one more Spider-Man film on the table for this deal, and then Sony opted out. Yeah. So then they went back to the table to try to renegotiate and try to figure out a way to compromise. Uh, Marvel pitched. There's a lot of like rumors. So many about rumors it. of like so different deals, either, and different offers. It's either thirty percent or fifty. I lean more towards the thirty because they were getting five. Yeah. Five to ten was the rumor. So the idea of them jumping from 10
0: to 50 because yeah, it was originally it was 5 off gross this right. is not 5 uh, cuz there's different terms and basically to get, to just speed through all the hollywood accounting disney was getting 5% of the total before expenses were taken into account right. so if it makes 1.3 billion worldwide disney gets 5% of that right Sony can't sit there and be like well it only made X no it, they get 5% no matter what right um, what I had heard was Disney wanted 30 but they were willing to co-finance the film right so that was all
1: that's so either way this goes whether it's 50 or 30 Disney co-financing and becoming more partners on this yes was the like conf- like that's like the one constant that happens throughout this entire thing
0: is that yeah that Disney wanted to be more involved because if you didn't realize, know this for the viewers who don't know this Uh, Sony had been paying to make... So basically, Marvel Studios was the production company that made the Spider-Man series, but the finding was coming from Sony.
1: Right. Which made it very complicated And awkward. Yeah. So uh, there's also, from what I read, and I don't know how much of this is true, there's a lot of animosity from the Sony executives that Feige got a lot of the credit for... The success and the love of this new yeah. Spider-Man that they felt like they were owed some of the credit. They
0: were owed. They felt like they were owed some of the credit. There's also the fact that um, there's some things I've been reading is saying that Sony, after the success ish of Venom, thought, "Well, why do we? We don't why do need, we need them. We, right? Why do we need Marvel? We could do Spider-Man on its own." Right. The only problem is they still want it to be Tom um, Holland.
1: Right. So. Tom Holland signed on for uh I think three more films yeah. from what I know. Tom Watts is not Tom Watts is not uh like obligated the to return, right? of
0: the two Spider-Man films. Right.
1: Uh which I think Tom Watts to and we talked about this when Far From Home came out. Tom Watts to me has nailed the high school vibe of that of what Spider-Man is this doing series, it right? right. He, like they, it they've is, the, they've
0: succeeded at what they want to do
1: right and it's perfect and so like to me it's not the same if they don't get him if they get him i have more faith in this but the idea was so right the day they it, it came out sony put out a statement through the hollywood reporter and then later posted it on their twitter um basically saying like hey this wasn't our decision we don't want to do this uh but disney wanted they literally said Disney wanted Feige's attention on their newly acquired properties, meaning X-Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah. The I call total bullshit. No one believes that.
0: Everyone has been saying that was PR spin from Sony.
1: Right. And so it was them trying to get, like, ahead of it. They didn't. Their stock, tr- their stock prices plummeted. Like, and plummeted, I don't use lightly. Like, they... Below half of what it was in a day. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So then there was talks about, well, was it Disney's fault for asking for more? Was it Sony's fault for being a little selfish? There's bo- there's probably issues on both sides of there's the There's definitely coin issues here. they
0: need to work out. I think the big thing just to kinda of almost I think the point both of us would end up making is as much it's as It's bad for both of it's them. It's bad for both of them. It doesn't make sense for either of them to not continue this partnership. Right. Because you... What are... What is Sony gonna do? Are they gonna just port this version of Spider-Man into a, another Spider-Verse? Right. And, like, the idea of... So... <laughs> it's it could, Amazing Spider-Man 3, and so it's both Tom Holland and it Andrew be, Garfield. That could
1: be really fucking cool. That would actually but, be really fun. Uh what's interesting to me is like so obviously sony has come out with like a a full like yeah this is happening sorry so at d23 the latest news is from d23 so while tom tom holland was on a lot of panels while he was there and he was a part of the marvel uh Presentation, Yeah. And so, and there's Spider-Man posters everywhere. Like, there was no last minute thing. This change. was not
0: like, this was kind of a... Right. And so, Tom Holland,
1: while on stage, said, hey, I think this direct quote was like, hey, it's been a crazy week, um, but I'm, just know I'm truly grateful, and like, I love you 3000. Was, yeah. was his line, right? And so, obviously, it's complicated for him. Afterwards, in interviews, Feige said, uh, that, hey, we got to do our dream thing. We got five, five, sp- Films of, with Spider-Man in the MCU, and you know we got to tell the story we we're going to tell, or we got to tell the story we wanted, and uh, we'll see where we go from here. And
0: yeah, then basically leaving it open, right. but At the same time, having a statement that could work as a close, right? And and
1: Holland sort of said the same thing of I'm I'm I was grateful to be I'm grateful to be Spider-Man in any any form, shape, or fashion. The future is going to be different, uh, but I'm I'm playing Spider-Man for the long haul. Basically, again, wide open statement here. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of optimism from Disney's side, but where Sony, I think, ended their statement of I hope things change. Which again, they closed the door and then gave them a little they gave themselves a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Uh their statement was a lot more definitive. But I think again, I'm like ninety percent sure they're gonna work this out. They, I'm they not need to because... I'm not overly concerned because the I think honestly the leaks must have come from Marvel. Because it must at at some point Sony in a phone call Sony must have said, Well, we we don't need you to make these films. And then Marvel been like, Well hold hold on, you do, and
0: then and then he's like, Leak that shit. And then they leak it and then literally watch the floodgates as Because it was like a the fan community online was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, at the same time, there is the fact that Sony's track record, pre-MCU, where they had over-exerted their influence on the story, with Spider-Man 3, and then the Amazing Spider-Man series, didn't do so hot.
1: No. And, like, the thing that I'm... Part of me feels like is okay as a marvel fan hell no like this is this isn't the case and like i hope it's not but my question to you is is this better for maybe the film industry that feige doesn't get all of his toys
0: you know it's one of those weird things like this it's a it's a big issue that I think 40... It's estimated that 40% of theater grosses this year are going to be Disney or Disney-owned studios. Right. Um, And that's a problem. That's not good for the health of the industry. So does does
1: a big playing card like Spider-Man or a big chip like Spider-Man going away from Disney, is that better for the industry?
0: I think it is better in the sense that it means that Disney doesn't have complete control over another thing... But at the same time, you have to look at it from the perspective of, is Sony going to be able to actually deliver a similar caliber of release? Right. Because, and I don't think the answer is yes. Right. And that's, I think that's the problem, because as much as we can sit there and be like, yes, there needs to be more stuff outside of Disney, th- doesn't help if Sony ends up cutting the budgets down really small. right? And ships it To shoot in locations that are less expensive. Right. Like, it's one of those things where, yes, we need more competition. Yes, Disney buying Fox, not a good thing for the industry. Right. But Spider-Man isn't as important as he used to be. right? And if this was, say, 2009, and somehow they had a deal going on where Spider-Man was in the MCU, pre-Avengers, and then Sony pulled out... Yeah, I think Sony would be in a great situation. I don't think they're in that situation now. Right, and I think that's part of the issue. It's that Spider-Man isn't quite enough to pull off this MCU-style Spider-Verse that they think they want to do.
1: Right, and I think the interesting thing too is like how because remember I, I remember going back, I looked back and I was like looking at old articles and old footage or old interviews from when the MCU launched. Right and it was like remember when they launched iron man thor captain america it was like they're bringing they out
0: were the b-tier right everyone called them the b-tier right
1: and it was like and marvel's done a great job and obviously to comic fans they're not the b-tier obviously the comic fans they are
0: like the like spider-man but the only a-tier according to like that argument would have been superman batman wonder woman maybe and spider-man so and three X-Men. dc and x-men In X-Men. Right. So three DC and two Marvel.
1: Right. And so like the idea of like to comic book fans, no, they weren't the B team, but like casual film goers and like casual... So the
0: casual fan, the people like me who never really read the comic books, who the hell is Iron Man? And Thor is really a character? Yeah.
1: So like I think Marvel's done a great job of expanding and lessening the roles of any individual hero. And it's more about... It's what it is universe. in the It's it's what it is in the comics, right? It is this wide treasure chest of characters that Marvel has to play with, and that's what people want to see. They don't yeah. care. Like it, it's the it's the joke that it, that people are going where like when Kevin Feige figures out that he can slap the Marvel Studios logo on anything, and it'll make I, money. And here's the thing. But here's like,
0: the opposite perspective. Sony doesn't realize that if they don't have the Marvel Studios logo on their Spider-Man movie, it's not going to make a billion dollars. No.
1: And I think the idea of like but I do I do think as a Marvel fan, I'm excited, but as a as someone that wants to see an industry not be dominated, Kevin Feige having all of his chess pieces is scary to think about. Yes,
0: it is. Uh, like as a fan, it's exciting. <laughs> As a person who wants to like keep working in an industry that is slowly becoming one giant company, it's not a great feeling. No, but like, because I'm imagining
1: the spec, like, because think of the spectacle that Endgame is, right? Yeah. Think of what that did kind of culturally, what that movie was, and like will continue to be. But then think about that if Kevin Feige had Fantastic Four, X Men, and Spider Man to begin with. It would be a monster. You know what I mean? Like if it had, yeah. if they had all of their iconic characters to start with.
0: The advantage, honestly, of not having those iconic characters is they had to build and lay the yeah. groundwork, and they couldn't just and now on they the name. and now
1: they've built it to the point where now the characters, the iconic characters, can come in. Dude, they can introduce Fantastic Four into this universe already. You can introduce X Men into this universe already, and it it just works. Those movies are going to be huge.
0: Yeah, it's. I think the real problem is Spider-Man that Sony's going to face, and this is the problem the MCU will face, is the end credit teaser from Far From Home.
1: The way that... I mean, if you think about it, the MCU doesn't really have a problem. Because the MCU doesn't have a problem because the end credit teaser of Spider-Man doesn't apply to the rest of the MCU.
0: True. I mean, it doesn't impact the greater MCU, but it means that there is a story of Peter Parker and Spider-Man that won't be told. Within the MCU. Sure.
1: But the idea of... The idea of... Spider-Man coming back... Or like... Trying to think... Let's explain. Like... You could very easily transition it of... Because Far From Home is very much about... Peter Parker becoming his own hero... And becoming... Out of the shadow of Iron Man, right? And becoming his own person... Where you could just say like that's the end of his story in the MCU. Like now he's off having his own friendly neighborhood Spider-Man adventures, right? right? Like he's just off doing his own thing. Where like you could have someone have a throwaway line of like, "Hey, where's the kid?" Like you know he he's done with the big time stuff. He's back to you know he's back in his neighborhood. Whatever you know, like you can yeah. have a throwaway line like that. And Throw make it very away easily. the suit. Yeah, it's very hard for Sony to do it without mentioning mcu stuff
0: i know and that's gonna be the big thing is that they it's like what do you do like it's if they really want to get break out of the mcu aspect of spider-man what they really ought to do is sit there and go you know what we have two more films with this version locked in let's let marvel run with them but after that we're done right it makes but then again they're not going to make a narrative decision they're going to make a financial one right uh but yeah you know it just is one of those scenes where it, the story broke and it just was like what the hell is going on
1: yeah it was such a random thing to break on like a random tuesday a
0: random day and then it was just like everything melted see to, again to me that
1: means they had a call didn't go well and then disney's like leaked this out and then well, leak this out and watch the world burn. Though
0: apparently <laughs> based on who wrote it, some people think it's actually a Sony leak. Really? It got leaked cuz they originally got leaked the deadline and the deadline writer is well known for having inside information oh with God. Sony. But why would Sony want to leak that? Did they did they were they overconfident like, in their in I think it was a lot of people think that what's happening is we're seeing negotiations over PR. Um, they're trying to like throw weight, and so I think Sony's whole thing was they were hoping that if they say that Disney was asking for this outrageous deal, and that's the reason why Spider Man's not returning to the MCU, the fan base would turn on Disney and it backfired.
1: Right. Oh, I do want to bring this up and clarify too. So, a lot of people were saying that Disney's being greedy because they were getting 5% of gross, like you said before, as well as 100% merchandising, and they weren't willing to give merchandising to sony at all in like uh,
0: sony sold that
1: right so that's, that's sony's that's, own fault that's that's my point of people keep bringing it up of like so of disney's being greedy the merchandising rights have nothing to do with the films
0: at all sony had merchandising rights for a while they were split between disney right. and sony and then disney bought them right. sony sold them to disney right
1: so again this years like ago. in terms of this deal and like the idea of Spider Man in the MCU, the merchandising rights have no say. The merchandising deal wasn't a I, part. wasn't that
0: an amazing Spider
1: Man era yeah. decision? So it wasn't because again people were bringing up the idea of like wait they want five percent and a hundred percent merchandising. It's like no. no
0: no they've had that they've for a had while. that
1: for a long time. That has nothing to do with the the film deal. Like that's completely separate and not related at all. So people keep bringing that up of like they want more than that then give Sony some of the merchandising. Well, no, that's not part of the deal.
0: That was a completely different deal.
1: Yes. So not has nothing to do with that.
0: I didn't realize that was happening. Yeah, so a lot of
1: people are... That's like a lot of the argument of like, they want 50% and merchandising? No.
0: Or it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. The merchandising has nothing completely separate. to do with it. Yeah. But let's move on to the next thing. This was another bit of news. that I was just like, yeah, another wait, quick one. the hell? The Matrix 4 is officially a theme. They're
1: capitalizing on that hot Keanu press.
0: Oh, uh, well, you first off, yeah, it got. <laughs> James is like a shrug <laughs> Dude, on camera. Dude, Keanu, man. Keanu's hot right now. You got to capitalize. But what I find weird is only one of the Wachowskis. It's only Lana Wakowski that's returning. And it's weird. like, what happened to Lily? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. But, um, yeah apparently, but Carrie on Ma- carry Moss is confirmed. Keanu Reeves is confirmed. Yeah, everyone's coming back. It's probably only a matter of time before, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Thank yeah. you, James. It's only a matter of time before he returns. It's, but I think for me, part of it is like, I really like the first movie. I, I'm okay with the two sequels. I have no clue what story they are hoping to tell with this. No, I have no idea. Uh, I'm hopeful because it isn't just Warner Brothers going. You know what? We can do this because we have the rights. That they went back, and it is at least one of the Wokowski's is returning. But it's still kind of like the
1: thing with the Wukowskis is I love their approach to world building. And I love their approach to uh subtle storytelling. I don't think particularly they make good movies. As weird as that sounds, like I love the idea and the core concepts they came up with, and I love the the way they tell and explain well, core the core concepts.
0: It's like if to get into like the Matrix sequels, one of the biggest problems they have is the second movie. Really, a lot of the plot doesn't make sense until you watch the third one. Yeah, and like, and then if you hadn't watched the second one recently when you watched into the third one, you would still sit there and be like, it was. well, I don't know what was going on. Right. And remember, once I happened to sit down and do like a rewatch, and I watched all three and i was there were sequences in the second movie and i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense because of this other theme but that other theme doesn't happen till the third movie it's just like yeah well interesting in terms of a narrative it doesn't really work as, as well right. in film when everyone's watching them months apart right
1: but well, again it's it comes to the thing of like with matrix 1 i love the way they tell you I love the way, they, the way they indirectly tell you and like kind of teach you about this world and like how it functions and how it yeah. works. And I love, the, I love that kind of world-building aspect of it. And then when they start to get away from that and then start telling their narrative story, it gets then weird. it's like really weird and really bad. It
0: gets really and,
1: weird. And really then uh, what was that other movie? What was that movie they did with, the, with the, the human-animal hybrid movie that had Channing Tatum in it? Oh, Jupiter Ascending. Yes. Okay. That one, again, really cool ideas and, st- and world-building. Terrible story.
0: I had it in the background ones. I'm like, oh, this is a really pretty movie. Too bad the plot makes no sense.
1: No, but the ideas of the movie are really cool.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, The Matrix is returning to a cinema near you. Uh... Oh, whatever. Oh, I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I'm like, you know what, yeah, I'll go see that. I'll watch anything with Keanu in it. Uh, but, yeah, let's move on. Let's keep this train a-rolling, because we have Two big things left on the list. What's left? TV. Oh, okay. Okay, so the re- we the did that already. The big. only TV left is Disney Plus. No, 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 no. We have the other thing. This is the only item that survived my cleansing <laughs> of the week, <sighs> okay. and it's only because you and I had like a weird text chain about it, and we would have talked about it if we had been able to record uh, two weeks ago. Okay, uh, and it's Lord of the Rings on Prime.
1: Yeah, so I'm confused.
0: It's weird. To give everyone a quick rundown, they announced some of the key individuals who are working behind the scenes on the show a month ago. So again, we would have talked about this two weeks ago, but we didn't record. Um, one of the people is Tom Shippey, who is one of the premier scholastic t- scholar, one of the premier scholars of Tolkien and his mythos. Great news because that means that they are taking great care to make sure that this film series stays true to the spirit and intent of total game. That's great. A, A German site gets an interview with him. And he starts to break down some of the stuff about the deal that Amazon has with the family. And what's weird is the two things. One, they can't touch the First Age, the Silmarillion, what everyone knows is like the big early period of like Tolkien's, Tolkien's magnum opus is the First Age of Middle-earth. It's all about the elves. It's all about Morgoth. It's all—it's big. It would be epic. You could probably, if you told it as a TV series, it would be really hard. But a lot of the big stories that people talk about outside of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, the Fall of Gondolin, Baron and Luthien, Children of Hurin—that's all first age. They cannot touch it. They cannot reference it unless it's like to like you can't tell a story about it. Right. Like they, they, it's like you can. Touch it as in, oh yeah, he's the descendant of so-and-so from this, but you can't like retell that story.
1: You can dance around it, pretty much. You can
0: dance around it. Same thing with the Third Age. And the reason why that was weird is, and this has been a lot of the confusion people had over this series, is when it first broke that Amazon was getting to do a Lord of the Rings series, there was a lot of talk of a Lord of the Rings prequel centered around Aragorn because where it got confusing is the rights of the third age because Tolkien sold the rights to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit to a producer Saul Zaentz back in the 70s and everything that has been made in the Lord of the Rings since then has been licensed by his production company cuz Saul Zaentz died in I think 2012 right. but that the estate still has the rights to Lord of the Rings so the Tolkien is, so the confusion was wait how did the Tolkien estate sell the rights to the lord of the rings to amazon and some people theorize that maybe he only had film rights so he didn't have tv rights so maybe they sold to amazon the tv rights for lord of the rings turns out no it turns out the family only technically has the film and tv rights for the appendices kind of in the sense that Apparently, Saul Zanes also has the rights to the appendices because they're in Return of the King. Right. So you can't touch the Third Age at all. And my whole thing was like, wait, what the fuck did Amazon buy? They spent, I think, what, $250 million yeah. on... Scraps. Scraps. Where the Second Age, we have a bunch of notes that Tolkien wrote. We have a timeline of things that happened. We kind of know the story, but we don't really have, like, here's the story of the Second Age in the North. We know the events. We have a timeline. Basically, they spent $250 million for a timeline with dates with a bunch of names attached. And I was just like... you got to
1: have a top writing team to do that.
0: What the fuck?! I would not. If someone had come to me, and I think, because my first thought was they approached Warner Brothers and HBO initially, and my first thought was Warner Brothers was already licensed Lord of the Rings from Saul Zane. So that could be one way of just sidestepping it. Hey, we're going to sell you expanded rights, but the story broke. The reason why HBO passed was because they wanted to double down and focus on sauna by some fire because Game of Thrones was so big that they didn't want to divide themselves between two fantasy universes. I think what it really was is they saw what the Tolkien estate was selling and went, you want 250 for that? Hell no. And they just noped out. This is a bad deal. Yeah. But I thought about it some more and I think, I think this might be Amazon's plan and it's the only way that this bad deal makes any sort of sense. Lord of the Rings is so big that there's no way in the hell that you could get the rights with how big fantasy is right now that you could buy them from Saul Zane's for a small sum of money. You just couldn't. No. So if you really wanted to do a Lord of the Rings television series and The Hobbit as a television series and do all that stuff, you would have to make a major investment to where that $250 million might actually be a smaller trial balloon. Sure. The more I think about it, the more I think that this series is Amazon going, you know what? We would love to do a Lord of the Rings series. We do not want to put the money into it unless we know that it will actually deliver. We can buy the rights from the Tolkien estate to take care of that whole back end what would be a big issue if we bought the rights from Sauls because then they wouldn't be able to talk about Second Age. There's still the confusion over who owns what in the Third Age. Well, we could already bypass that by buying the rights from the Tolkien estate. We can do a Second Age series. If people are on board and enough people watch... Then we spend the money. Then we spend the money on the Third Age content. I'm like, okay, now it makes a bit of sense sure. if that's their plan. But if that's not their plan, this is a garbage deal. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, like,
1: it's the it's the same thing that Legendary is doing with po- the Pokemon series, right? Yeah. Like, did, we, did I explain this to you before with the Pokemon series? No. So... Uh, the golden goose of the pokemon series of like sort of storytelling and like where they were like what fans want to see the most like where nintendo and the pokemon company have sort of hit their nostalgia the most is with the original games right so it's pokemon red and blue or green if you're in japan and they and it's in the can't it's kanto region right the original region of 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 the pokemon series the original 150 right the ones that like kicked off the whole thing that's like where the all in the nostalgia lies. That's where all of like good faith is. That's where all the characters are known, and like everyone knows who these people are, right? Yeah. And then anytime they do an anime or like any kind of thing that's set in that series, all their numbers go up. Yeah. Anytime there's cards with the, with like in that series, numbers go up. When they remade the games for the Switch, they went straight to that one first. Yeah. Right. All that stuff, right? That's where they hit, and that's they where know the, that's where they need that's to where hit. the money is. Yeah. Right. So Legendary, the idea and the rumor with Legendary. Is that when they were when they signed a deal with Pokemon Company to make movies, they were like, "Give us Detective Pikachu first. and they're and everyone's like, "Why? Why Detective Pikachu first? Because it's a small story that not a lot of people know. It's kind of like off the beaten track. It's not a great story. It's kind of whatever, right? But the idea was if we can nail this, if we and can get this, this right and
0: get it right, and it makes money, and it makes then... money,
1: then." We can do the Golden Goose.
0: We can bring out the Golden Goose, and that no one's going to be sitting there questioning why we're doing it. Right, that makes
1: sense. So, it, like the the Detective Pikachu movie was like the test bed, and like obviously it did really well. Yeah. So, like, that's, there yeah. you go. It's the same thing here. Yeah, like, that's it's just the test bed.
0: That's kind of because I was thinking about it too. I'm like, if there's any, because right now Warner Brothers or a traditional media company, with maybe the exception Disney, 250 million dollars just for the rights. Is ridiculous, right? But like, if you're like Apple or you're Amazon or even on some level, Netflix, but not really anymore like maybe like five years ago, that's a drop in the bucket. And if you think that this might lay the foundation for stuff in the future, then it makes more sense. But otherwise, it's just kind of a bizarre deal, right? And then, like, you kind of run the risk too of
1: like if this pops, then Warner Brothers goes, Oh. Well, we already have Lord of the Rings rights.
0: Well, this is what's weird: is that they Let's actually have reverted to Salzanes. Oh, okay. So they could, in theory. Also, I think they only bought film rights. I don't think they ever bought TV rights. Oh, really?
1: Weird. Are it's weird. It's also think, ba- back
0: think- when that happened too, though. This idea of a combined universe was yeah. like not a thing. No, but you would think like
1: you would just do both because it's like you get a better deal, right? right?
0: And so then, if that's their end goal, their end goal is to turn around, make a series, pitch it to su- success, because HBO, or not HBO, Amazon, unlike Netflix, actually advertises their shows. Yeah. Like, I knew all about The Boys. I still have to finish it. Really good. But Amazon is willing to actually market their shows. Right. If they're able to make this a thing, and it's a big, successful thing, then it makes sense to go to Saul's Ants and be like, we will give you... The golden. We will give you this huge, gigantic sack of money, right. so we can remake Lord of the Rings, the actual Hobbit, the actual Lord of the Rings, not this second age prequel. But the cool thing too is, if you do it that way, you have told the entire story of the making of the rings and the collapse of Numenor, sure. which is really a cool era to play in. It just doesn't make sense to have that be the only era you can play in. So I think I think that's Amazon's game plan. Right. Otherwise what the hell are they doing? I don't know. Um, but Speaking
1: of which, kind of funny story too, of, uh, we're talking about like medieval and like middle age stuff kind of yeah. being big right now. Lord of the Rings, you have that Witcher's coming, Witcher's Witcher coming series out soon, coming out. Yeah. And then, and then you have Ken Harrington going, I won't be typecast. <laughs> Here's the Black Knight <laughs> where, you wear, where you wear armor and carry a sword and a cape. <laughs> Congratulations! Not cast
0: at all.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, you are the Black Knight, a medieval <laughs> warrior of mystical powers in the Marvel Universe.
0: Yeah, doesn't R- know nothing?
1: <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> they,
0: they, I can totally see them being a line, you know nothing, Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they
1: missed the opportunity of the no-shit Sherlock joke with Stark and uh, Strange. Yeah. They missed the opportunity for that one.
0: Uh, but final bit. Yeah, this was a full episode and we knew it. Yeah. Uh we've talked a lot about Disney Plus. Yeah. But let's actually talk about the business side of Disney Plus. Because, Who the fuck isn't buying Disney Plus? Cause here's the thing, is A, that $7 price, it was like kind of like a no shit buy with yeah. all the content they have. But then cuz you've said this and I think you were right until recently this idea that since Netflix has become synonymous with streaming they're going to be just almost impossible to take out. Right. And then Disney turns around and a few weeks ago announces they have a bundle where you get Disney Plus, ESPN Plus and Hulu for 12 bucks or 13 bucks. 13 bucks. Which is the same price as Netflix. This is like a knockout punch.
1: Yeah so Disney's taking over because like at this point there's no reason to not get Disney Plus or at least the bundle there's no reason yeah because like there's nothing that Netflix provides at least from from like a general consensus standpoint like there's nothing that Netflix provides that Disney doesn't have an answer for in some way
0: yeah and they, Disney also has a bunch of stuff that ev- that everyone likes they're hugely popular and it's so we didn't even of- talk about like the other shit they announced for Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah,
1: they have a like, Jeff Goldblum like the Jeff Goldblum tr- series. Like, series, which is just him doing random shit. Which what else would you want in a show? Which if Jeff you're Goldblum. not if you're not watching the Jeff Goldblum show, something's wrong with your soul, and you need to go die in the fire. Okay. You I need to think go, That might be a little extreme. No, you need to go. You need to go to your local church and have them give you an exorcism because something's wrong with your soul. Okay, if you don't want to watch that Jeff Goldblum show right now, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, go we ahead had and watch one the watcher
0: And they just left the moment you said that. Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Let listen to your Lord and Savior Jeff Goldblum. Okay, then. Uh they now they they're rebooting Lizzie McGuire which okay that's cool and speaks to my childhood whatever
0: Then there's the high school There's musical, the high school musical the, the musical series, the series the, Wait high school
1: musical the musical the
0: series Right
1: which Again, not a huge High School Musical fan, but there—it's the this, concept is just brilliant. It's this weird meta show. You got to go look at the trailer. It's great to give you it a quick idea awesome. of
0: how it works. Is they're not rebooting High School Musical. It is a whole its own standalone series, where the entire point of the series is they decide to put on the musical for school. They're putting on High School Musical as the drama production.
1: Yes, so it's awesome.
0: Then you have the uh, you have
1: like. A Phineas and Ferb show, which is great. I love Phineas and Ferb, and my daughter watched that. They have a Monsters University show where they follow like students around Monsters University. Fuck, that was the best part of that movie. Okay, then they got uh, then they got Ask Forky going on. All of these shows again produced by Pixar. These now, aren't this is it's not like they're getting like secondhand feel to make this stuff. isn't screwing around. No, this is crazy. They just keep pumping these things out like like candy.
0: It's, but the, it's the thing, too, is, because I was talking with my sister about it, and... And did you see what, what they're
1: offering, what the eight ninety nine dollars 99 gets, or the seven ninety nine gets you? It's... It gets you nine accounts, four simultaneous streams, and 4K.
0: Yeah. It is a great deal. It is a bonkers deal. And same price as Netflix. If you had to choose between if, the
1: if two... It's, if you just need to get one... You get the cheaper net. You get the cheaper Disney Plus too. You yeah. save four
0: dollars if you just want Disney Plus. And that's, the, and that's the thing, though, is it used to be the standard was you have Netflix and something else. I think it's about to switch to you have Disney and something else because it hits a lower price point. The bundle is the same price as Netflix and the I think the big thing people haven't started to realize is everyone talks about how expensive h b o is because we all have this idea of h b o is premier right. it's more expensive. you're paying more. I think Netflix subscription is what twelve ninety nine now My subscription for h b o now is fourteen ninety nine Netflix is almost as expensive as h b o yeah, and what content do they have that isn't going to be carried by Disney? isn't going to be carried by someone else, or Amazon, if you're an Amazon Prime member. It's like, it's getting harder and harder to rationalize Netflix. I'm excited for Witcher. I really like Stranger Things. But why wouldn't I just sign up for a month and cancel? Right. Or if you're in my situation, where it's paid for by my cell carrier.
1: Yeah. Like, it's... The The thing is that Disney Plus is doing the genius thing of it hits every demographic every age group everything it hits literally every it has it has something for everyone and like i know that's a cliche thing but it literally does have something for everyone yes at a lower price point
0: something for everyone at a lower price point bundles the same price where you get even more yeah and it's just like As, as someone like me with a daughter with a small child all
1: that that's super into princesses right now, by the way. You know how many Disney princess dresses I've bought in the past month? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> she she has she has a different princess dress for every day of the week. We had to because she kept wanting to wear them so she kept getting them extra dirty. So we had to buy one for every day of the week so she could swap them in and out and not complain to me.
0: Oh but the thing too, and I was thinking about this, it's like let's break it down also from the price perspective. If you get that bundle or even if you get just Disney Plus as a standalone. If also, you...
1: by the way, Lady and the Tramp
0: live action coming straight to Disney Plus. The fuck? So it's 6.99 for Disney Plus. So seven ninety nine. I think it's 6. It might be seven ninety nine. By the way, if you are the kind of person and I think this is the reason why Disney is getting rid of the Vault, it's if you're the kind of person like me where you maybe buy a Blu-ray once, sure. maybe twice a year, and I'm a Star Wars fan, that Blu-ray is going to typically be Disney because I'm buying Star Wars. That's, what, 25 bucks? If you are signing up for the streaming service, you're going to hit that point within a matter of, like, eight months. Right. Actually, probably closer to seven. But I keep paying it. Yeah. Why not? Why not do that? It makes perfect sense from a Disney standpoint because now it's going to be a steady revenue stream and they're going to make more money in the long run. Right. And And that's just with Disney+. Plus.
1: And the thing that I was telling Jenny – because Jenny – so my wife is not very into the tech stuff and into like the business aspect of stuff like this. She's very kind of naive when it comes to stuff like that. So she was saying that aren't they just going to pull everyone in and then raise the price? And my thing was no. Netflix only did that because they were losing market share when every streaming platform came in. So they were forced to raise the price. To like keep up their profit margins or keep up their revenue to like stay afloat. To stay afloat because the,
0: Netflix's problem is
1: they. They were in first at a low price point and then everyone else came in and ate their lunch and then they had to
0: raise prices to keep not up. Not only that, is that they were a tech company that became a media company right. who had no back catalog. Right. So they've been spending billions of dollars a year to build a back catalog right. of lots of shows that only get three seasons that they never advertise or lots of filler or like brands and like
1: franchises that you want that you want to come to netflix for yeah it's like for exclusivity stuff
0: so they've been spending billions to do that and so they had to raise their price to keep that up right. disney doesn't have that problem no and the thing with disney is like again since they
1: have something for everyone at the, the super low price point if they get everyone in now they'll never have to raise prices
0: Ever. i mean I, I can see them raising prices in the future. But it's going to be things like inflation. It's going to yeah, go. It's up not. It's not going to be due. It's, it's not going to be yeah.
1: due to like, oh, we're doing poorly, so we need to raise prices. Yeah. They're going to get enough of a market share where like they won't need to raise prices for a while. And
0: the other thing too, until
1: market, until market demands it.
0: And I think this is another thing that a lot of people have been sleeping on is most of the announcements we've heard for like HBO Max, which is going to be Warner Brothers' streaming service that will come out next year. Right. All the things we're hearing about NBC's service. Um, all CBS All Access and all that they are all domestic streaming platforms and we keep talking about them as if the United States is it Disney is playing with the bigger game right. this Disney Plus has already announced that they will be if I don't think it's day and date as the United States but within I think a week or two New Zealand and Australia. Mm -hmm. They've said that they're planning to expand it to Europe starting next year. Mm -hmm. They are trying to build international. And right now, there's really only, like, two services that are international in some way. And that's Amazon and Netflix. Mm -hmm. And depending on who comes out first, three and four are Apple and Disney. As much as we all think about CBS and Warner Brothers and... NBC being major players because they're major players in the domestic market. If they don't rethink how they handle their back catalog and how they sell it to markets internationally, they are going to only be hurting themselves in the long run because they are leaving the international market on the table and that's going to be the big difference between like say apple as much as we're all like why is apple it's going to be another streaming service why do i want it apple is playing the game where they're trying to get everyone internationally so as much even if they don't do great in the united states they're going to go big international disney's playing for that market as well and that just makes them even bigger
1: but Disney the thing with Disney versus Apple Disney has the name Disney and the, name and the, and the brands and everything else that you'd want internationally.
0: Disney is huge everywhere. Disney is huge everywhere and that gives them a huge advantage. They are they're going to be a major player. Everyone else who's playing on the international level is going to be playing catch up of some way shape yeah. or form. Um but then it's probably we'll talk it as we get closer to the iPhone launch. I'm starting to hear things or see things online that makes it sound like Apple's game isn't to become another Netflix or even an Amazon or even a Disney plus. They see it as a value added service. So they're not interested in having the crazy back catalog. They want to be an aggregate. Their big thing is the app. They want everyone watching oh, all the content it. through the Apple app. And so they're just having a premium service In addition to that, but you can sign up for Disney Plus through the Apple TV app. They're trying to get a deal with Amazon with the Apple TV app. And with the Disney Plus news, it used to be the big thing. Well, the Apple TV app will go nowhere because they don't get Netflix. Well, you know what? Netflix stopped being the it guy the moment that streaming bubble got announced.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, personally, I thought Disney Plus was going to be huge... Even before that poster. Oh yeah. But it wasn't a like, huge
0: even before that. But this this is like I think this is the point where we went, Oh, Disney Plus is gonna be huge, but to where we started talking about it being the knockout blow to Netflix.
1: Well, like it the crazy thing is you could I can I I literally as much as I love Stranger Things, as mm-hmm. much as I love like uh like Orange and the New Black, you know, when that was coming out. Like all, like all the stuff that Netflix has done, that's great. That's good shows. You can good sub content. for a
0: month, right? Binge like, it because I they can, put it all I can, and you're done. I can, I can,
1: I can rattle off the twenty-ish, thirty-ish things that are coming to Disney Plus in the first two or three months that I'm more excited about than I ever was for Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, and that's. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the problem that fix Faces And that's the reason why I put this on here. It's just literally like Disney, we all were, t- everyone's like, oh, Disney knew what they were doing. Yeah. They, they knew they had a way that they can enter the market, enter strong and could. And just curb stomp people. Curb stomp it. Yeah. And it's just like, oof. Yeah. It's pretty
1: but, exciting. Yeah. It's, oof. it's hot
0: that does it, we have finally burned through the entirety of our list of topics to talk to about Surprisingly this enough,
1: since we kept it short with the Star Wars segment, we ended as accordingly as, like, it usually end.
0: Yeah, like, this is longer than, like, we've gone at this long before, but yeah, we totally were smart about yeah.
1: burning through Star Wars. We, like, rushed through Star Wars so fast that, like, we had time to talk about other stuff.
0: Oh, uh, but... I think that does it for us. James, let's roll credits. Please, uh, like share, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the bell. So you actually know when we post stuff, um, we will be doing some gaming streams coming up soon that we aren't ready to announce, but they're really, really cool. yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> they're going to be really fun. So we will be starting to announce that stuff with our next stream. Uh, you guys can see us in. Oh, but final thing before I say, see us in two weeks um we keep joking about how i need to share and post and uh show notes i'm getting through the backlog everything should actually be up posted and live ideally by the end of this week if not the beginning of next so hey you can actually see and find everything but other than that we will see you all in two weeks have a good one